Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the uh, it's the Mars Bar podcast this week, Rich. The work, rest, and play podcast because the players are doing it. I'm doing it. I'm off this week, so which is why we're on um, on Google Hangout link again rather than meeting up in person. But we couldn't go, let a week go by without a podcast. I don't think uh, other chocolate bars are available. They are, they are, but you wouldn't know it by the picture at the top of this podcast. But um, work, rest, and play, isn't it? Was that wasn't Murray Walker's slogans, or was it one of Salman Rushdie's, or somebody like that? Somebody famous came up with that. I, I don't know. Salman Bar- Rushdie was. Bar- I think Bar- he, uh, yeah, I think he was a, an ad man at one point, wasn't he? That's probably completely yeah, wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But um, yeah, so. We're talking without the benefit of having spoken to Gary today. Gary's extremely busy today, which is good news, great yep. news, because um, you know everything's taking shape for that playoff semi-final. Tickets for which have uh, gone on sale to season ticket holders so far. Right. Now, haven't haven't heard yet how um, how well that's been taken up. I imagine a lot of tickets have been snapped up by now. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see how that works. I always find it strange that you have to buy tickets before you. Actually, no, you're in the final, which reminds me, I'd better find out about the press pass. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good point indeed. Um, yeah, because the semi, we, we've got no game coming up this week. Let's talk a little bit about that Altrincham game. Then, Rich, you watched the whole thing. I watched the highlights on YouTube last night, and I applaud anybody who got seven minutes worth out of it, to be honest. Really? Yeah. It wasn't a great game. No, it, it wasn't. It was it was reasonably competitive, but it, um, highlights I should imagine are, are few and far between. Um, uh, uh, but I, you know, it was all about trying stuff out, wasn't it? It was a dead rubber, um, and and you know, it's one of those one of those odd games that you get occasionally where lit. Well, I mean, I don't think we've had one in years and years and years where nothing is riding on it whatsoever. Absolutely, and nothing for the other team either. No. It just made it a little bit strange. A couple of talking points. I mean, Carl Cameron playing at centre forward is the main talking point. I yep. mean, that was an opportunity to buy something completely off the wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, Carl's a good player. I mean, he made looked as if he made a reasonably good fist of it. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think Gary said to me on Tuesday at times he did look like a centre half playing up front, and at times he looked like a big striker playing up front. Um, obviously yeah. he's not the complete package as a, as a big striker playing up front because of the lack of experience of doing that but um, Gary has used him up there before he came on as a sub didn't he the other day um, and then when, yeah. when, when, yeah. When, when, I, when I looked at the team near the, uh, for Altrincham I thought okay is he playing a false number nine it didn't even occur to me I thought he was going to play a back three and a false number nine yeah. and really really try, try something new out as it was Carl was up front with Connor behind him and uh, Sam Sherring kept his place after being subbed, and uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting interesting thing to do. I mean, as we've already said, it it was a game in which Gary could try these things out, and I think he was looking for a bit more of a physical presence up front, and that's why he did it. Yeah. Um, to see 
if he needs it in the next two games, because there will be two games, of course. Um, yes, of course. Uh, you know, if, if that works, um, three strikers on the bench and a central defender up front. It was it was an odd one. <laughs> it was, but then I was reading a piece in the Guardian this week about Kiefer Moore um, and the Wales striker. He's been a centre half in his career. He's been a fullback. Um, yeah. So you know, you've got to be versatile and. and I mean, Carl Cameron is nothing if not a wholehearted player and, um, you know, gave it his all. It's good to see. And the old John Beck tactic of lumping the ball up to the big man up front and seeing what comes off him is, um, is, is useful to have up your sleeve, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We did, we did have chances, didn't we? Uh, there was a lovely back heel by Connor, which, uh, which was stopped by the goalie, um, which uh, on another day might have gone in. Um, and, I, you know, yeah. I, I, think, I think we did all right. I mean... If we'd scored twice in that game, we would have we would have been viewing it or looking back at it as a completely different thing. I think. Yeah, I was very pleased to see Sam Sherring keep his place in the back four because I mean it, it was not pleasant to watch him after he'd been substituted in that Barnet game. I mean, you rarely see a player quite as broken as that. He was gutted to come off. I think he realised that you know he hadn't been uh, he hadn't had the greatest of first halves and. Um, you know, for a player to be that down coming uh, off the field being substituted, it's good to see him get back on the horse pretty quickly. Absolutely. And, and what a player he's been all season. So, you know, uh, every every player has an off day, uh, especially at this level. If they, if they didn't, then uh, they'd be in the England squad now, wouldn't they? So, um, Absolutely. We'll, we'll come on to that in a minute yeah. as well. The um, A bit of a disappointment in the English. Well, the dog's on good form today, by the way. Yeah, I apologise for that. Yeah, they've been like it all morning. Um <laughs> Yeah. I've got. I'm in there the kitchen go. because little Rudy can now push his way into the front room through the door. Um, so uh, right. and, and then he then then he wanders around with his little clippy clops and uh, and makes a lot of noise. So I've moved into the kitchen, closed the door, and now he's very annoyed about that. Yeah, I can I can tell. But there you go. That's that's the beauty of the podcast is um, is the intervention of the family animals. I expect my cat to make an appearance at any moment. Um, another talking point from that Altrincham game: uh, Adam Randall got an awful knock. You would never have known it. Shrugged it off. He's hard as nails, that lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. For someone who looks so young, uh, he's playing yeah. with an old head on his shoulders, isn't he? And he's he's accepting the knocks and getting on with it. Um, there were some. Some good photos of of of, of uh, the after aftermath of of, of, of the, the nose knock, um, and there was a lot of claret in, in them. And I I, I hesitated uh, about using them in the paper, and I didn't in the end. It was a bit a bit too bloody, but um, you know, yeah. it goes to show what he's made of. Yeah, I was I was running the other day with a couple of Argyle fans and enthusing about um, Adam Randall and what a great player they're going to get back at the end of the season. I mean, he was good when he arrived, but he's going to be that much better, isn't he, when he goes back for having had a season in Gary's team uh, with these teammates uh, and playing in a team that's doing really well in the National League. He's only going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure that's exactly what Ryan Lowe was hoping that he would get out this season as well. You know, come to Torquay for an experience. Well, what an experience he's had this season, and um, he'll yeah. go back there. And I'm sure he's shut up, Rudy. I'm sure he's in. He's in Lowe's plans for for next season. 
He must be. And I noticed this week that Union O'Kane has parted company with Leeds United. I mean, I didn't realise he was still at Leeds because he's, he's been at Luton on loan for a while. In fact, he had a couple of seasons at Luton on loan. <clears throat> he's had some terrible injuries. Um, but he's 30 and he's been released by Leeds. Not sure what he'll do next. But Randall and O'Kane, there's a comparison to be had there. You know, they're young midfield players. They're hard as nails. They're very, very creative um, and you know, Randall quite often puts me in mind of Union O'Kane at the start of his career. You'll know more about that because I was I, it was when I was away in uh, London and Cambridgeshire that uh, he was he was his, his pomp at Torquay, and I, I missed a lot of it. I mean, obviously, I watched from we didn't have streaming in those days, guy. Remember, remember that? Of course not. So uh, we are too vaguely. Yeah, vaguely I, remember that. I didn't see as much of him as I would liked, but um, yeah, I mean, Dave Thomas used to rave about him, didn't he? He, he liked him. He did. Adam Randall's got a little bit of a long way to go. Well, not a long way to go. He's got a little bit of a way to go before he reaches that kind of level. But it's there for him. And, um, you know, we enthuse about him every week on this podcast. But with good reason, I think. Good, good, good player. Absolutely. So, no game this week. Um, Elsewhere, Notts County will play Chesterfield. Hartlepool will play Bromley. Uh, and either Notts County or Chesterfield will end up at Plainmore on June the 12th. Yeah. Any, any preference, any thoughts on, on which team you'd rather see? Or they're, bit, they're much of a muchness for me. I don't really mind who we get. Well, on the evidence of what we've done this season against them, uh, we drew twice against Notts County and we, ba- and we beat Chesterfield twice. So um, I- I'd take ah. Chesterfield now. Um, having said that, you're right. They are much of a muchness. Um and uh, we, we, we've just got to beat who, whoever comes up against us, haven't we? Yeah. I assume that even though it's, it's past the end of the conventional season, I assume Scott Bowden still wouldn't be able to play against Chesterfield. Or does that change now we're, we're into the postseason? Well, maybe that's some of uh, Gary's thinking about playing Kyle up front and seeing what that physical presence does, because I don't think he would yeah. be able to play. Um, I, I'm prepared to be wrong about that, but I, I can't see why that would change just because we've gone into uh, extra season uh, formalities. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm probably clinging on to straws a little bit there, but um, but no, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, the um, the non-league bible online uh, has Notts County winning that game. Has Notts County predicted? I don't know what kind of algorithm they've put in. It's pretty faulty because they've also predicted Notts County to beat us on June the 12th. So there's something wrong with that algorithm. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't agree with it, but uh, that's uh, Notts County maybe on form, just got the edge on Chesterfield at the moment. The the team I fancy to do well is Bromley. Yeah. Bromley um, are flying. They're flying. If I can see anything uh, through my crystal ball, I can see us playing Stockport on uh, uh, Ashton Gale. Um, And that worries me. Um, But, you know, like, like I've already said, it's, we're, we're two games away from promotion. Um, Gary has said, let's be positive. Um, we know yeah. we can beat any team on our day. We don't always play on our day. But when we do mm. play, uh, when we play Gary's game, as he likes to call it, then we can beat anyone. Um, I, wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't be worried about anyone. Um, you have to go back and wonder how different we would be right now, even in this podcast, talking about next season being in League 2 if Danny Wright had been 
fit all season. Mm. I mean, two injuries was a blow. One was a blow. Two injuries was was a massive blow. Uh, even when he came back, he scored on his return and 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 looked the player that yeah. that that he was before he got injured. And then you've got to add to that Ben Whitfield down the down the wing and Aaron Nemain down the wing. I think if those three players, and that's no disrespect to any of the other players that have dipped in and dipped out with injuries, um, yeah. uh, or, or the players that, that haven't we haven't even seen. I mean, you know, there, there are players that haven't played this season, Andrew Nelson and um, uh, and uh, uh, Davis, um, Liam Davis, but both haven't even kicked a ball in anger this season. So no. it's been a it's been a, an interesting one, but I I really do think if those three players had been fit during that period when we had that slump after Christmas, I think we would have gone straight up. And it's such a shame that didn't happen. But you can't have everything, can you? Yeah. And we do like to make um, we do like to make it hard for ourselves. The caveat to that is that every every football fan says that about their team. They do. That's true. And I agree with you on those three injuries. I don't think we'll see Aaron Domain again this season from what we hear on, on you know, sort of uh, in the background. But I wonder if Danny Wright and or Ben Whitfield has got a part to play in these last two games. You just think, I mean, the extra week with no game won't do them any harm at all. And you just wonder, you know, they must have been pretty close to fitness because they both came back into the picture before dropping out again. You just wonder if one or both of them will come back in for a crucial cameo appearance. And of course, there's there's always Dave Thomas's theory that Josh Umara has got a part to play in this season somewhere along the line. I'm waiting for Coming it. Coming on as a substitute yeah. Ashton Gate and nodding one in from two yards would do very nicely, wouldn't Any it? Any part would do nicely, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't need to be the, the, the best goal in the world, does it? Any goal would do right now. So that is Dave's theory, and Dave's really wrong on these things. So is, um, we'll do keep an eye out. Josh Umer to come off the bench and do something that influences the course of the season before before it's all up. I did, I did, I did um, ask him off the record, Gary, about about the injuries, and and obviously, once again, he's he's just not prepared to talk about them for obvious reasons. I mean, even off the record, and I wouldn't have written about what what he said. You know, he was still still hesitant yeah. to talk about them because he just doesn't want to give the teams that we're going to play any advantage whatsoever and and that's fair enough i understand that now whether now whether it is. now yeah. whether now whether if 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 Danny and uh, and Ben Aaron and all those players whether we weren't going to, if we're not going to see them again this season i wonder if he might have said that so maybe maybe there is a, yeah. a bit of light i'm just going to let the little dog in bear with me Okay. Um, live on podcast. Well, I'll, I'll just keep, I'll just keep talking while you're um, while you're out of view. Yeah, I can see the um, the kitchen cabinet. It's very nice, very smart kitchen in the background. Dog's gone quiet, so I'm guessing he's been let in. There he is. Look, if only if only you had us on camera, you'd be able to see him. <laughs> Let's see. It'll be perfectly quiet now as well. Let's now hope he's got so. himself into the podcast. Let's hope so. Here comes the other one. The other one's wandered in now as well. So, I mean, the other the other playoffs that have happened, I mean, congratulations to Blackpool. They've gone up to the Championship. They beat Lincoln 30 years to the day since we beat them yeah. at Wembley. I watched... I watched you know, that. I hadn't realised until I was reading a little bit on the uh, on that Wembley playoff that we were the first team to win a playoff in a penalty shootout. Were we really? I, had, I really hadn't realised that. And I think Gareth Howells was the first goalkeeper to score in a Wembley penalty shootout, although don't hold me to that one. Somebody no, else I will think probably that's right. know no, that. I, I think okay. that is right. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, 
Callum Morton played in that game. It, it, it would have been nice for him to, to get that equaliser at the end or whatever because um, obviously he's been on loan at Lincoln. He had a massive loan spell at uh, Northampton last year where he, where he scored in the playoff final. Um, had a wonderful get, game that day. And we were all raving about him. Obviously, he was on loan from West Brom. This season, he's been on loan at Lincoln from West Brom, but got picked up a, a quite a bad injury early on. And has yeah. only, only just recently, in the last month or so, come back. Um, he had a couple of chances, um, didn't take them, but um, it would have been nice to see him win a second playoff in a row. It certainly would. Local lad, of course, the reason we talk about him is Absolutely. he's a talky lad. Um, one that, uh, that one, another one that got away um, yeah. in a period when you know we, we one or two players did slip through the net in that period, didn't they? But yeah. um, you know it, it's, it's that that's been rectified now. I think with the uh, with the tie ups with the colleges locally and the youth players locally, there are young players coming through um, at Playmore, and Absolutely. we're uh, always pleased to see that. We missed out um, on Matt Walker. Jay at Exeter, of course, as well, um, and even possibly Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, Morecambe have gone up to League One after beating Newport County in the League Two playoff. And, well, I'm pleased to see Brentford. I mean, much as I love Swansea City, and sorry to Chris Todd and Joe Lewis and, and Swansea fans everywhere, but happy to see Brentford up in the Premier League for the first time. It's one of those teams in the Premier League that you, doesn't, doesn't really sound right yet, does it, Brentford in the Premier League? No, it doesn't. I... I like it when that happens. I yeah. like it when a team goes up and you think, well, you just kind of hope that they like the spaghetti, that they stick to the wall up there. You the, know, you throw them at the Premier League and you just hope they stick. Yeah, I and mean, a good example of that is Bournemouth. Now, I know they're back down there now, but, you know, when they went up there, no one expected Bournemouth to get up there. They got up no. there, they consolidated, they did well for, I don't know, what was it, four or five seasons until they went back down again. And, and, yeah. and yeah, no, so it is possible. Um you know, Brentford... Can be done. Yeah, can Brentford be done. have got some good players. I mean, they, they, they've uh, the manager seems to pick up some decent players, doesn't he? It would be great to see them hang on in there for uh, for a couple of seasons. They've gone up, of course, with Norwich and Watford, both of whom have got recent form they're on, in the Premier League. Yeah, they're Brentford on bungee probably, lines, aren't they? Yeah, presumably Brentford are the favourites of the bookies to come straight back down. Well, looked, they will but, be. I mean, um, that, 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 yeah, I mean, that's, that's the obvious thing for the bookies to do. We'll hope that they uh, that they don't do that. Um, European Championships coming up, Euro yeah. 2020. That's actually Euro 2021, but all the Panini albums still say 2020. I well, think, it's still they? called 2020. They made that decision last year. There you go, because of all the merchandise, I suppose. I guess, I guess so. I guess that had already been done. Yeah, so they decided to 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 keep it as as, as Euro 2020. Um, it seemed a bit odd, but, uh, you know, uh, it'll go down in the record books as 2020 played in 21. It's not, no, the first, it's, not the first, it's not the first strange thing that's happened, is it, this this last 18 no, months or whatever? That's true. You know, my car is Euro 2020 merchandise. Is it really? It was a, it was a special edition, it, because it's got United written on the side, which is not why I bought it. Are you but sure? It's got United written. But That's what you told the <laughs> It was produced for the twenty twenty, you know, ahead of the Euro twenty twenty. Does that does that, that mean that you'll happen, get a, um, a free upgrade to a twenty twenty one version? Would be nice to think so, but the dealers were quite keen to get rid of them after Euro twenty twenty <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, 
I was uh, I was fortunate to walk into the showroom at the time I did, but there you go. So Euro, Euro 2020 merchandise on my driveway, even as we speak. Um, we, uh, this is probably going to be quite a short podcast this week because we you know, we don't have a match to preview. We're um, I'm at um, at a distance from you. There are a few talky players leaving teams, though the same as we had last week. Frank Vincent released by Bournemouth. I think we mentioned on last week's pod. I don't remember that That's being mentioned. Actually, that is interesting. I'd take him back like yeah, a I mean, shot. Absolutely. He had a year at Scunthorpe, did very well there, but he surplus to requirements at Bournemouth. Mm. Um, you know, imagine we will not be the only club looking at Frank Vincent, but uh, he enjoyed it down here. He fitted in well down here. He was talkified from the moment he stepped through the door. Absolutely. And he, he did well as well because he didn't instantly get into the team and he, he took his, his time well, um, made sure that when he got his chance from the subs bench a couple of times, he... He uh, impressed not only the manager, obviously, but I remember him impressing the the, the pop side with the, the way that he played the game when he came on. Um, wasn't afraid to, to to run run himself into the ground and, and challenge for balls that looked like they'd gone. Um, and then obviously he was he was he was a decent attacking threat as well. He was decent decent player. I'd have him back like a shot. Uh, Jamie Ward is leaving Solihull Moors. Right, um, he's okay. about. He's about 47 by now, though, isn't he? Yeah, Jamie Ward. Yeah, yeah. But de- decent player, like Jamie Ward. He did a good job for us, um, but uh, no longer required at Solihull Moors. And the enigma that is Manny Duku is leaving Wraith Rovers. No! He started so well. He's leaving Wraith Rovers. After an incredible start to the season and a slightly disappointing second half to the season, Manny Duku is not, not wanted on journey by Wraith Rovers. So he's probably, presumably, a free agent. Interesting. If you see him kicking the ball around down on Meafoot Beach or anything, do uh, do let us know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a bit, a bit stony down there but, for kicking a ball around on Meafoot Beach, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a talky beach, you see. I'm not familiar with it. It's ah. it's a, that's the stony one, isn't it? That's the stony yeah, one, yeah. Get down on Goodrington. It's like a carpet down there. <laughs> Which kind of brings me to um, the, probably to the end of the podcast. I'm, I'm having a week uh, acting like a tourist this week. We've got people staying. It's not until you have a week being a tourist and showing people around that you realise how fabulous this uh, part of the world is, is and, it? And you've, you've been hanging doors as well, apparently. Yeah, I've just success- well, so far successfully hung uh, an attic door. Um, I haven't heard a crash in the background, so that presumably <laughs> indicates it's still up. Let's hope Which for my DIY is pretty good. Yeah, it's been I, up for twenty I, minutes. I, I, am, I am not the, the best at DIY, I, I will say. So uh, no. yeah, I wouldn't even attempt to hang a door, I don't think. I have a mate of mine who comes around and, and gets me out of uh, out of the mess when, when I get into a mess. So he's always <laughs> on the end of the phone. He often wonders what I'm ringing. What have you done now? Uh, is that the only time you ring him? <laughs> yeah. So um so he's standing by. So that, I think, probably brings us to the end of this part of the podcast. Um, we've still got a bit of Gary. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, I spoke I, to Gary on Tuesday. I messed up the timing. Yeah, well, I spoke to Gary on Tuesday, um, and some of it was off the record, and some of it was on the record. If, if I can't get a hold of him this afternoon, he has said that he will ring back, um, then I'll probably clip a few, few bits that I can use from the chat on Tuesday. If not... Uh, I hope to speak to him today. And if this podcast is late today, that's that's why we're still waiting for Gary. 
Um, uh, uh, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what he says. He's a busy man. To be honest, I'd be, I'm happier that he's preparing the team for the playoffs than, um, you know, sort of making time for us. So we can wait. The team can't. Work, rest and play. Absolutely. Work, rest and play. Thanks for your time. This has been the Yellow Army podcast. Uh, we'll be back with uh, with a proper preview because we'll know who we're playing next yeah, week for yeah. the playoff semi-final. And uh, loads, loads to talk about next week. Yes. In the meantime, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows. We've got to make sure, you know, they come back, we review the Altrincham game because actually, as a whole, the game wasn't the most spectacular um, but at the same time, there was a lot of individual bits that we did well. Yeah. Um, so you know, we we we'll we'll go through what they did well and what they didn't do so well. Yeah. And so once we've done that and that bit today, then we we then move into um, the work that we need to do in the build up, and that's really what it's going to be—a build up to our semi-final game. Yeah, and, I, you know, we have to make sure they get enough rest, they get enough information, they get enough tactical work, um, you know, and, and they get enough fun. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. I mean, that's important as well, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, they got, you know, they've got to really, when it comes around, they've got to be really looking forward to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what we, what you've got to achieve now. We can all talk about that and say say that that and everybody says yeah that's a good idea but uh, obviously we've got to make sure that the program we give them um, you know is conducive to, to all that absolutely um, I know you don't really want to look back at the Ultraman games I heard what you said on the radio um, but, but what are your, your thoughts after, after a, a while away from it well uh, our, our thoughts are what I said there some parts were very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we'd have finished off a couple of the moves, then people would have seen what we'd been working on. Yeah, yeah. But when you don't finish off a move, people forget what happened before we missed the chance. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, listen, listen, you know, it's one of them. We, we played against Oxford and nothing to lose. You know, they had, they had their bits of play. What I do know is we had a lot more. Um, positive, potent play without taking our chances. Yeah. Um, now, you know, the one big thing what people say is you've got to create the chances. And keepers made a great save from Connor's little backflip. Yeah. Um, there was other little bits and pieces that were where we, you know, we was unlucky. So uh, it certainly wasn't a negative for me. Um, and that includes, you know, Kyle going up the top because. On a few occasions, you know, he looked like a centre half up there a couple of times. <laughs> um, but on many occasions, or on a lot of occasions, he, he looked like a centre forward up there. Yeah. Um, because you know he was he was setting the play nicely on occasion. So um, and he was definitely a presence, which is what we wanted. But was that something you wanted to try before, and and it was an option to do that in this game? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, an, it was an option where you know we had nothing to lose. Um, you know we 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 haven't had a presence up there in a few games, and some opposition teams um, struggle with a presence up there. Yeah. You know what I mean. So we have to judge who and when we're playing, you know, who we're playing, and whether we think um, we need a, a big striker up there. Yeah. Um, looking forward then. Uh... 
Notts County or Chesterfield, uh, will it change the way you approach the game once you know who you're playing? Uh, well, yeah, because obviously, they, yeah. I mean, generally they both play the same shape. Yeah. Um, what we have to do is work on us until we certainly for this week or a couple of weeks, you know, like before they play. So that, and then when we watch the game um, on Saturday, on Saturday. Um, when we watch the game, we then can home in on the individual yeah. clubs, yeah. you know, tactics against us so and us all, against them. It's almost a, a, a two-week training session with two sort of halves, isn't it? Yeah, that's that, that's right. But we, you know, we listen. We know a lot about the teams. We yeah. do a lot of. Uh, we play them both twice, so you know they're not going to change much. They're not going to suddenly sign somebody out of the blue because they can't, and nor can we. So, you know, we know what we know and we know what went well against them previously and what didn't. So, again, um, and then you just need your team to turn up on the day and uh, perform. Yeah. Um, and it's a one-off as well, which, you know, playoffs in the past have often been two legs. It's just, it's, it's a cup final, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a cup final. Yeah, the one-off games, you've got to be very aware that... Um, you know, you, you have to take your chances. You, you you have to be ready. You have to, you know, if you go one nil down, you got to work like Billy O to, yeah. to to get the goal back pretty sharpish because we know what happens at playing more when teams go one nil up. They they sit back. You know, they've got no grandeur about getting another one <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and you have to break them down, and and you you, you know you're forever chasing the game and then you're vulnerable then on the counter-attack so um, yeah we, we got our you know we got our scenarios that we're working on so uh, and we certainly got our tactics and so you know we're looking forward to it but at the moment it's work rest and play 